0: Hi friends, welcome to Taylor Asks a Question. I'm Taylor and I'm so happy you're choosing to spend some time with me and the friends I get to introduce you to along the way. I hope these conversations make you feel like we're all just driving in the car or enjoying a cup of coffee or even sharing a meal together. We'll cover the spectrum of life's questions and discuss topics that I'm hoping will impact your heart, challenge your thinking and bring glory to God. Let's start asking questions. I grew up as a 90s kid watching Disney movies, and then as a teenager in the 2000s, I saw every happily ever after rom-con movie that flooded Hollywood writers' rooms during that decade. And no offense to John Hughes, of course, but the 2000s were arguably one of the greatest decades for romantic comedies in Hollywood. Classic lines that have gained cult followings and numerous cultural references over the years are what shaped my idea of what love was. And I say that in the most unfortunate of ways. I'd be really surprised if considering my demographic of listeners that many of you didn't share this experience with me and how I related incorrectly to love and marriage. The pastors of the pod are back and we have their wives not only in this episode, but in next week as well. During our conversation, I asked each of the couples to share their love story, so this week you will hear Pastor Lewis and Geneva's love story. In addition, we'll discuss what scripture has to say about marriage, you'll hear what we really think happens when you follow your heart, and for my not-yet-married friends, you'll hear some pretty great encouragement for finding someone who is equally yoked. We're jumping in with both feet. Here we go. (laughs) All right guys, so I am so excited and so thankful to be here I have we have quite a group here. This is probably the most guests I think I've had in one episode. Um but we you're going to hear two familiar voices today. We have the pastors of the pod, Pastor Lewis and Pastor Dimitri here. Say hello guys. Whoa, whoa. Back hello. again. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yep, back again. And ahead. we have two very uh special guests. Um today we have their wives. We have Geneva. Hello. And we have Mary. Hi. And um, we are recording at um, Mary Dima's house. And so they have four lovely children who you may hear at some point in this, mm-hmm. um, in sure. this podcast. <laughs> and You know how we are here. We just roll with it. Um, We've had babies on before and newborns and it's just we roll because this is life and we love it. So um, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm genuinely very excited to have you both because um, you bring such a different dynamic to having your husbands here, which normally is how it rolls, but I'm just excited and I'm excited to hear You guys talk about um, marriage and love, and we will see where the Holy Spirit takes our conversation, but I'm just very excited to have you both join us, and I'm excited for the people to hear your perspectives and just excited for this conversation. So um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about each of you? I don't know who wants to go first. Mary or Geneva, do you want to just tell us? Do you want to go ahead, Geneva? Tell us just a little bit about yourself. <clears throat> so my name's
1: Geneva. I am originally a Californian. California. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> Northern California. So that gives me a brownie point.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a little better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, <closer>. uh,
1: <clears throat> I came up to the Northwest initially in 1980. As a summer missionary i worked at a children's camp up in bellingham as their uh music and recreation camp director
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and um met my Mm -hmm. (laughs) ex-husband there went back after the summer went back home finished uh, my degree as a certified registered dental assistant Mm -hmm. got married and then moved to the northwest Uh, married Eighteen years, three children. Uh, taught piano. Have been teaching piano. Still teaching piano. Forty-four years. Cool. Um, went through a divorce after eighteen years. Met Lewis.
2: Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Remarried. Stepmom, grandmother, and that's and getting ready to retire in
2: a year yay. Yay.
1: so that's very exciting
0: yay thanks
1: so that's my life okay. in a nutshell
0: yeah I get a little background for the people mm-hmm. mary
3: um well i was born and raised in ukraine
0: mm-hmm.
3: and i came here with my family to the states when i was 11. Wow. yeah and then we moved to washington and stayed here ever since i met Dimitri around 16 and we've okay. been together ever since Wow! So I'm coming up on 30, so I've
0: been with wow. him
3: for most or more half of my life. Yeah, probably. yeah.
0: you're coming to that point where it's like you will have known him longer in your whole life than you did not yes. know him. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow.
3: And um, I went for nursing at school, mm-hmm. and then I had to drop out of my BSN program because we had Johnny. <laughs> so I made a decision to stay at home. Yeah. And now I stay at home and I homeschool for mm-hmm. little ones. Well, Joy's kind of here for the ride. She's too much old, but she gets homeschooled.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it totally counts. Yes. Yeah,
3: and we're doing classical conversations, so we're part of a co-op and all that, and yeah. staying busy, yeah.
0: Yeah, you are a very busy woman. All the groups and things that oh, you do, thanks. it's so crazy. Yeah. It's wild, but welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you guys. You. Thank you guys so much for the little intro. Um, okay, well, let's see, uh, do, um, yeah, so because we're covering this topic of love and marriage, and obviously we're going to discuss this in, um, we're going to make some comparisons throughout this episode and obviously love and marriage are, it's incredibly huge topic. So this is going to be just an overview Um, we'll give some definitions to things and we will probably call out a lot of lies as well that, uh, culture and Hollywood and maybe what your, uh, girlfriends or guy friends might tell you love is or Mm -hmm. what they've thought based off of their personal experience, um, or what their truth is when it comes to love. We will probably, um, might challenge that a little bit, but, um, Hopefully that leads to, um, just you taking the time to be thoughtful and prayerful and seek out wise counsel. And ultimately, hopefully, um, it also would lead you to seek out that seek out Christ, seek the Bible, seek other wisdom, that this would be a way that God would call you to himself. So, um, So yeah, let's go ahead and start with each of your um, each couple's love story a little bit as they each kind of touched a little bit on it. So uh, and it's always interesting if you if you ever talk with couple friends, it's always interesting because the wife and the husband typically typically have slightly different stories and how they tell it, but (laughs) that makes it really fun. So I'm gonna ask. lewis do you want to just go ahead and give us a brief like summary about your um your love story and marriage and mm-hmm. history there
5: yeah so i um i lived in federal way and attended a, a church in federal way and so at the time i had just gone through um just gone through a divorce uh, my my ex had multiple affairs and and just the marriage ended mm-hmm. and uh and so I was connected to a church in Federal Way, and and had a lot of uh, great support from uh, pastors there and mm. friends, and uh, and I played bass, and so I was on the worship team, and I'd rotate. I think there were three bass players. We would rotate, and there were a couple of pianists, and so we would rotate every so often, and and every once in a while, I would play with a gal named Geneva, and uh, <laughs> so. Um, her her youngest son, Cameron, and my oldest son Noah were good friends, and so we knew each other from church. We knew each other through music. We knew each other through uh, our kids being friends. And so my, my son would spend the night over there, and her son would spend the night over at our house. And, and uh, so that's that's where it that's where it really started. And I knew that uh, Geneva was um, going going through a divorce. And so um, that was uh, a difficult time for her, I think. And uh, and so for me, I talked to the pastors and I said, hey, what's going on? And mm-hmm. they kind of let me know what was going on mm-hmm. and how long a time that had been coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, well, duly noted. Yeah. And uh, at some point, a little bit later, I talked to the worship pastor and. I said, hey, uh, this many months later mm-hmm. and uh, after her and her ex had split, and split up and, and I talked to my pastor friend, Stan, who was the worship pastor. I said, hey, I'm going to ask Geneva out. He goes, oh, that'd be great. Well, Stan tells Geneva before the worship service, somebody here at church is going to ask you out. <laughs> <laughs> What a wingman! Yeah. What a wingman! Well, it gets worse. So, uh, so we had just gotten done playing the first set, and so we would sit together as a worship team after after we were done, and so we're sitting there, and Geneva turns around, turns to me, and says, "Stan said that somebody here is going to ask me out,"
2: and then she says. <laughs>
5: There's nobody here I'd go out with. (gasps) Oh, Oh, Geneva!
0: Geneva, is that how it happens? Is that
1: how
0: it happens? Geneva, your turn to defend yourself.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it was a little longer of a beat before I said it because I turned my head and I looked at everyone in the congregation (laughs) and then said, There's no one here (laughs) I would go
5: out with. So me, oh, uh, But you were like,
0: she said it to me, I know. Being it. a man <laughs> being
5: a man who understands the room and timing. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask her out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so I waited until later and I said, Well, it was actually me. And she's like, Oh, oh not, yeah, no, I'd go out with you. I had no idea. Oh, I had no idea that it was him. Yeah.
1: Zero
0: idea. So you were like, Well, if I would have known it was Lewis, I wouldn't have said that to the whole Well,
1: <laughs> At that point. I wasn't (laughs) looking at him like someone I would date I wasn't even thinking I would ever date again yeah and so um because my I was married 18 years and um it was abusive Mm -hmm. and so for me the thought of it just it wasn't even on the radar right but um when he finally did ask me out I was ready first of all he always made me laugh when when i saw mm-hmm. he was the bass player mm-hmm. that time i was always like yay it's lewis because he mm-hmm. would just make me laugh oh great. <clears throat> but um, my son had spent the night with his son noah over at their house which they were doing all the time and i still wasn't looking at lewis in any romantic way
2: yeah
1: but um usually it's just i drove up And then Cameron would come out. Mm -hmm. I had never been in Lewis's house, Mm. even during all this. And this time he he came out and he said, well, the boys are cleaning up. And so it's going to be a few minutes. Why don't you come in? So I knew it was a single dad with three kids. And I thought it was going to be one nasty, gross house. I'm not going to
2: lie. No, sure. know.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I walked in and it's like, it was clean. Mm. And he's showing me the cushions that he covered to match the wallpaper that he had put on the walls. Wow. Showing me the fireplace that he had painted. And then it's like, well, would you like some water? I'll go check on the boys. There's the kitchen. So I go in the kitchen to get a glass of water. And it's like, I don't know where his cups are. Right. And I open up this cabinet and there's all these bins labeled rice, cereal, wow, <laughs> sugar, flour. And it's like. Who is this person? (laughs) This
0: guy's got got it together. And then I go
1: upstairs (laughs) to check on, you know, is the are they ready? Is the room clean? He shows me the girls' room where he painted the walls to match their comforters and the dresser that he painted. Wow. And then, oh, here's the laundry shoot, you know, laundry bins and the whites. And it was all marked, and it's like, with my ex it was like if he even picked up a dirty sock off the floor you know Yeah. and so I think that's I don't know I looked at him differently like this he makes me laugh but he's like a really good dad dad, too Yeah. so kind of looked at him a little differently so when he finally confessed he was the one who said that it was like okay and then he did go to my boys they were older yeah and told them he wanted to ask me out and they gave the approval and when we did actually go out they picked out my dress and my perfume and everything so
0: that's so interesting because that i think is such an opposite way of how culturally dating goes when you have are from a divorced or unmarried and it's like i'm gonna wait before i introduce the kids it's like oh i'm they're not ready or i mean granted your kids were older but in the same respect, you—you you didn't need to go out of your way to do that, Lewis, or ask for permission. Like she's an adult, you know, mm-hmm. she's she doesn't need that. But that's—I um, think that just speaks to obviously your character and the difference in like how you would pursue someone
2: mm-hmm.
0: in, versus just dating. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what a guy. So we did go what out. a softie.
5: He mm-hmm.
1: took me to Stanley and Seafood.
5: Oh I set the bar entirely, entirely too high. We have yet to <laughs> we have yet to find that bar again. There's that self deprecation. <laughs> Come on.
3: You're... Although there... you are taking her to Mexico. Yeah, right? true. You're about to go yeah, on vacation so
5: yeah, yeah but there stories. is a funny story because there is a, an age difference between us yeah. and uh so when oh, i first yes. met her parents they were not thrilled with the age difference i was mm-hmm. 32 mm-hmm. and she was 40. Mm-hmm. and uh and so i thought well i would use humor to break the ice with them <laughs> and so uh we're sitting there in her house and the living room is around the holidays mm-hmm. and i said well look you know most women outlive men by eight years. So this way, we'll both just die in the same car accident. Oh. To which I thought <laughs> I was hilarious. Oh. And they did
2: not. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah,
1: no. Tumpler, oh. yeah, tumbleweed. Yeah, literally just oh. did, that one didn't land. Mm,
5: did not did. land. Did not stick the landing. <laughs>
0: but how many years later you're still around Uh, that that was
5: 20 plus years ago yeah so that would have been you've gotten better dating and
0: everything Mm -hmm. 22 years ago yeah yeah. Uh, when is your anniversary
1: Uh, it was january okay 20 years uh, so it was 20 20 20 years married but if you add
5: yeah we dated for about a year and a half or so that's
1: that's a pretty big that's a big anniversary yeah that's not i mean well he made it to, to, to what to, seven your first one i did 18 i was gonna say not around. to be We're weird but for your up. second
0: that's yeah. a real that's a long time for a first marriage alone mm-hmm. for a second so mm-hmm. that's yeah. really great mm-hmm. that's great
1: my first 18 felt like a hundred this has felt <sighs> like a
0: oh gosh. just so much that's better. how you're having wow. it's yeah yeah so much better that's so great. great there's i mean there's that is your guys' story and the, that is in itself a whole episode which maybe one day hopefully if you allow me to have you back I yeah. would love to talk about that because there's so much there and I'm sure people are like wanting to know so much more um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that I think we'll, we'll we'll try to work that out I would love that um, I have so many questions that's the whole point this <laughs> is called <laughs> Taylor Asks a Question <laughs> and I have so many of them uh, <laughs> We are going to pause for just a quick minute, but loved hearing Pastor Lewis and Geneva's love story. Next week, you will hear from Pastor Dima and Mary, so to be sure that you don't miss that episode drop, please subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or Google, give the show a five-star rating, as well as a positive review. This is huge for the show and helps other people find it when searching. Send this episode to a friend, and don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Taylor Asks a Question. Okay, we are jumping right into the interview, so buckle up. The way that Hollywood and culture talks about going into marriage and going into love. I mean, most of the time, people are already functioning roommates Mm -hmm. by the time they get married. Mm -hmm. They've dated, and the natural step is to move in together. That's Mm so common. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And what would – what would you guys say to like, like, I mean, maybe not just even cohabitation, but the idea of being, I don't know how I want to put this. I'll probably edit this out because I don't know how to, I want to say it. Cause I do want to talk, I, I don't know if cohabitation is the, the directive, but just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's like, you can, what do we have? Uh, civil unions that people can be married after seven years of being together. Isn't right. there something like
5: that? Well, there used to be something like that uh, called uh, common law marriage. Common law. Thank you. Um, but I, I think those. I think, um, I think those are gone, especially when they moved into civil unions. Okay. As which was kind of a step towards gay marriage. Right. Okay. Um, particularly in Washington. Yeah. But. But yeah, I mean, on the books, there was common law marriage. If yeah. you were together for seven years, you were, for all intents and purposes, married, and so you were treated as such in the eyes of the law. Mm-hmm. And and so that was just on the books for many, many years. And,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. How? Um, speaking of like pre <clears throat> excuse me premarital, what was your guys's journey with that? Because you guys were sure. both already married, so yeah. you had obviously. A one experience already with that with two exes that obviously it did not go well. So, what was so different about getting into a second marriage for that? That was just different.
5: Well, I like to use the term that because things were not so great, I didn't have to shine real bright to shine. <laughs> so uh, that's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, Geneva uh, had the bar really low. Yeah, it's, it's standard. standard you could trip over. So, uh, <laughs> no, but I, I think we went in, first of all, ours was primarily a friendship to begin with. Mm. And so I, I think that's, that certainly mm. helped things start because I think marriage is primarily a friendship. Mm. And so we, we kind of, you know, we, we weren't, uh, like, Oh, what's your favorite color? You know, it's like, I mean we, we were, we we're grownups. I mean, we had children, yeah. we were raising kids. And, um, and so we went in as pre- first as, as friends. And then just progressed to that, you know, she was raised in the church all of her life and I got saved at 14. And, and so you know we we're both very committed christians and our mm-hmm. previous spouses while they gave lip service to that mm-hmm. when the push came to shove you know uh, i'm not sure uh, you know what they would confess now but i, I think you know as as a, as a when you're dating and whatever part of it is you know the person you're with is a christian you know the words they say and the life that they lead should give evidence to that and so um When we met, we were both very committed Christians. And and so, um, you know, it was for us, it was kind of an easy transition because we were friends. Yeah. Which was weird because now you're making out with your friend. So, (laughs) (laughs) which is, you know, Uh, it's
2: a little weird. I pushed through.
0: Yeah. It got easier. (laughs) yeah that's part of the the interesting thing of why I'm I wanted to have each of you on is because you got married in in very different places of life and um different ages and totally like different stages but I think you both have uh can come from this and and talk about this as far as how we see like the gospel and how the Bible talks about marriage and the story of Christ as, um, as it's, it's exhibited as a marriage, like it's in Genesis and it's in Revelation. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea of that is all throughout scripture. Um, would one of you two pastors kind of help give us a biblical definition of, of marriage and how we can see it throughout scripture?
5: Well, I think, you know, when you, when you see from the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth, the mm-hmm. sky and the land, and mm-hmm. then he began to prepare the land for the inhabitation of his people created in his image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And so when God created us in his image and likeness, mm-hmm. he created them, male and female, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was God's peak creation, was Mm -hmm. humanity, that unlike the animals, we were created in his image. Mm -hmm. And that part of being created in the image of God is that if you look through the Old Testament, it seems everything is pointing forward to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so you see the marriage, you know, as Paul said in Ephesians, that I'm speaking of Christ in the church. That's the whole husbands, love your wives, wives submit to your husbands. All of that is in the context of, but I'm speaking of Christ in the church. So Mm. the idea of marriage, Adam and Eve created in the image of God is a picture of the union and the nature of God Mm. is that that husband and wife come together and they are one flesh Mm -hmm. and it's a picture of the nature of God and ultimately the relationship between God and his people. Mm-hmm. And then you see that essentially Genesis begins with a wedding mm-hmm. that Adam is brought Eve to him and his word is wow. <laughs> and it is it in it, mm. there it's poetic. It's a mm. poetic section. Mm -hmm. and so it's narrative 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 and then all of a sudden he breaks out in song and so there's poetry and Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a theological speed bump stop and pause and ponder this thing because it's different not just literarily but it's different Mm -hmm. and so genesis Mm -hmm. begins with a marriage Mm -hmm. and the bible ends in relation in revelation with the marriage supper of the lamb a picture of the marriage between mm-hmm. Christ and the church. And so from beginning to end, it sits like bookends mm-hmm. that marriage is this thing that is pointing to Christ and the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to, no, I think this, uh, pastor hit it. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I think to, to his point in the, in Genesis, I mean, one of the things that you see is God is making all these various distinctions in his created order, right? He's separating uh, the, the earth and the, the sea. He's separating lights. He's separating uh, things. He's taking raw matter, mm-hmm. and he's making distinctions with
2: it. Mm-hmm.
4: And in, in the same way, he makes distinctions between man and woman, mm-hmm. right? And that, you know, we, we are to see those distinctions as uh, good things, not bad things right mm-hmm. i think in our day and age I mean, we talk about talk about marriage and uh in general hey lewis the water thing is in the fridge to open the Let's that go. guy yep yeah, on yeah. the left on the side it's like a button there you go yeah solid yeah, we got our He's his way, drinking some water. water. It's really sweet. We got our drinking water in it. our fridge.
1: It's spring, so you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got to gotta do it. No, No, are here
4: coughing.
1: No, in
0: fact, like I'm gonna have this thing here too. This is, you know what? We're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting how, obviously, like we get marriage from the Bible, yet in the specifically the last. Hundred years, how different marriage has looked, how what the definition of love is, like, has changed. I mean, we have so many cultural buzz phrases for what that is, and it's just, it's so opposite of what, like, scripture says, and what God says, and what the church has always described it as. And so, um, I don't know. I don't ever know really how it got to be that way. I mean, sin, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, that's a, that's a pretty simple answer, but um, I think so much of it especially has had to do with pop culture, social media. I mean, obviously things have changed. Love has, love and marriage have certainly shifted and become even less sacred. I think so much of that started uh What in no fault divorce mm-hmm. in California? I think yeah. that that was a huge turning point for marriage. I don't remember when that was.
5: That was probably when, in, was that Reagan. That was unfortunately my favorite president, <sighs> oh, Wilson oh, Reagan. Yeah. Really swung and missed in California. It was oh. it was his only flaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. My children, One lament the, short of Jesus. My <laughs> children lament the fact that I have more pictures of Ronald Reagan in my office than I do of them. To which I say, "So, yeah, <laughs> so what? So. No, not true. I have more pictures of them." Oh, but, that's yeah. so funny. I, and that's the thing is, you know, when it's a good point because even even the church, I think back in the day, you know, we made such a big deal about. Um, the sanctity of marriage, especially Mm -hmm. as we went through the Oberfeld um, decision a few years ago. Um, But it was really back then then, that I think marriage had been minimized. That Mm -hmm. um, me growing up in the 70s, most of my friends' parents were together. They Mm. were married. Yeah, Um, Not all of them happily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew a few of the guys I went to uh, that played soccer with that whose parents were married, uh, not married,
2: yeah.
5: uh, who were divorced. Um, but most of our parents were married. Mm-hmm. You know, Most of our families were intact growing up in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that the no fault divorce situation did help to contribute. And I think it just simply put an exclamation point <coughs> on what had already fallen out since that Mm -hmm. marriage was seen less as um as a sacrament and more as an incorporation Mm. and a a contract versus a covenant right Mm -hmm. and and the church had an opportunity to speak and it didn't have good answers Mm. in my estimation Mm -hmm. and so by the time the sanctity of marriage argument was lost a few years ago it really had been on the way out since the 70s.
4: Mm. And there's kind of a natural outworking of some of the things that have happened over the decades. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: It's so there are a lot of things that we can say love is. People say it's a feeling or you fall in love, which you can fall out of just as easily. Um, it's mm-hmm. an action. Um, there's several definitions. I was listening to a sermon and uh, on biblical womanhood by Vodi Balcom, and it was very good from 2012. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad. I just re- I just discovered him in the last couple oh, years, sorry. and it just makes me so sad. Um, okay. This is from 2012, and he said, "Love is an act of the will accompanied by emotion that leads to action on behalf of its object," mm-hmm. which is just
4: That's fire. Right? It's
0: just so good. I'm listening to the other. Sounds like Vodhi. I'm like, that's so (laughs) Like, You could be like, who said this? I'd be like Vodhi Bauckham, if not the dictionary (laughs) (laughs) or the Bible note. But yeah, I I just really thought that was so great. And he, in this sermon specifically, he touched on how um, we love in itself has we have been lied to and I would say the same is true about marriage, about what that is. Um, what do you, what do you, um, guys think and gals, guys and gals, um, think are some of the bigger lies that people believe about love? Because, like, is I mean, based off of that definition, it does talk about emotion, mm-hmm. but what is the lie and possibly how would we refute that with biblical wisdom or scripture of saying like well love is a feeling mm-hmm. or you don't choose who you fall in love with
5: mm-hmm. i remember one of my friends from high school she posted on facebook a few years ago i think i just met my soulmate, and then she made the mistake of saying what do you think my god and I was just kind of in a chipper mood anyway. Oh, and so yeah. I said, here's how you know you've met your soulmate. Mm-hmm. 40 years from now, you look across the breakfast table mm-hmm. and that person is there. That's your soulmate. Yeah. And shockingly, that relationship didn't actually turn out.
0: Yeah. I've heard people say, I think I met my person, and I'm just like. Okay, like I don't know how to respond to that, Time or will tell. yeah, <laughs>
4: like
0: or or you know the the uh,
4: the one people, yeah, the
0: one, like me. you know, what if you yeah. don't marry your soulmate, or what if I miss the one? It's like the one you marry is the one, like yes. that's just yeah. how. Yeah. I, think, I think there's
4: a no camera. magical one. Somebody yeah. said this yeah. maybe a preacher sometime that pointed out the the error of that kind of thinking, right? Because it 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 only takes one person to marry, marry the, the wrong, wrong. one. Yeah. And it's a house of cards, everything mm. just tumbles over. It's a domino effect. Mm. That means everybody after that decision, mm. basically ends up marrying the wrong one yeah. in some way, shape yeah. or form. It's a ripple effect. right? Yeah. yeah. And Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's the one isn't a person that somehow just magically appears yeah. and has all of the innate qualities, you know, that, yeah. that are just perfect that list that we all wrote down in youth group perfect Men. for you <laughs> yeah mm. like, but here's I, a, here's what it presupposes right it presupposes that marriage is about you Yeah. and making you that's what, you it, happy. That's what it, that was yeah. that's, that is that's a huge fundamentally lie. the yeah. lie the lie is yeah. that marriage should be a tool that is used to serve me yeah. and mm-hmm. and i think in, in in our day and age love is defined that way love is defined uh, as a means by which a person achieves their happiness in life, mm-hmm. primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there is there's the opposite extreme where people are just like marriage is supposed
2: to be terrible,
4: and no, it's not yeah. supposed to be terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's know? difficult. It's, it's challenging. Hard, yeah. It's hard. It yeah. But it's not supposed to be terrible. But just
3: because it's yeah. hard, it doesn't mean it's not good. Correct. Yes.
1: You See, know. that's Correct. that's the lie the the tingly exciting mm-hmm. yes. feelings i have when I'm, we're first dating yeah the it has to be there forever right right that's and, expectation okay. yeah and if those go away then i'm out of here yes yeah. and that's yeah. that's um you know it used to be they used to call it the seven-year itch yes mm-hmm. that's <clears> a, a movie. movie so yeah it was a <laughs> oh, no,
2: don't get her started on the old movies. That'll be it's another whole podcast in
1: itself. Classic Marilyn Monroe. That's the whole subway scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the white red, dress. Yeah, the dress. Well, Geneva,
4: Geneva hit it yeah. spot on. I mean, so yeah. now
1: they're now they're saying it's it doesn't matter Christian or secular, they find it's the same amount of time of divorce. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and I yeah. think it all comes down to. <clears throat> that you you don't uh, fulfill me anymore, Mm -hmm. you don't excite me anymore, we've grown apart. You were never Mm -hmm. apart. You never were together to start with. It was just um, that exciting, like you said, butterfly feelings at first. And that is part
2: of it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, And I think marriage is highly mm sanctifying. Yeah just like any human relationship is Mm -hmm. children are sanctifying friendships are sanctifying Mm -hmm. if they're good friendships Uh um
0: what is what is sanctification in case sanctification
3: is where you look at yourself in the midst of those relationships Mm -hmm. and god the holy spirit convicts you of your shortcomings Mm -hmm. and your sin and your contributions to all those relationships that you have for you to grow and to change to be more Mm christ-like And that is God's tool for our sanctification, mm-hmm. marriage is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. That's why they say, well, the moment I'm not happy, I'm done. Yeah. And I remember Doug Wilson once said, he said, would you still get married if I told you marriage was more about your holiness rather than your happiness?
0: Yes. Such a good
4: quote. And
3: mm-hmm. I remembered it ever since because that really stood out to me.
4: Mm-hmm. And sanctification presupposes covenant. Pastor Lewis mentioned this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference between a contract and a covenant is contractual relationship are basically based off of that whole idea of what's in it for me. Yeah. If you uphold up your end of the bargain, we do it.
0: Mm-hmm. But the yeah. moment
4: you stop delivering on the on the things that I want or my own f- personal fulfillment, mm-hmm. yeah. not according to God's standards, but my own personal right. fulfillment, well, then the marriage ends. Yeah. A covenant is more like, mm-hmm. hey, you're called to obey Scripture mm-hmm. and live mm-hmm. – in light of this, the word of God mm-hmm. and treat marriage the way that God invites you to treat marriage. Mm-hmm. But if you fail, I'm still responsible before God mm-hmm. to treat you in a way that God that is honoring, mm-hmm. right? Like there's yeah. that obligation mm-hmm. and any good marriage. I mean, anybody will tell you this, mm-hmm. you know, any good marriage is not first and foremost founded on affections mm-hmm but it's first and foremost founded on commitment mm. and the commitment is what drives the affections, not the Absolutely, other way around, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. there's, there's the, if the affections are driving follow. the commitment, yeah. buckle up. Hey, you know, I'm divorcing you today. Oh, we're right. back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, but if there's the commitment fundamentally there, then the affections will come and go, but you're, you're, you're making this commitment. before
0: God. Which I think is a huge misconception. I mm-hmm. think, uh, my generation, millennial generation in particular, has this Disney mm-hmm. fairy tale. Follow your heart. Yes, yeah. like happily yeah. ever because after. Because it is all desperately wicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is really <laughs> wicked? Who can understand it?
5: Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Oh, yeah. Follow that heart straight on down.
0: Yeah, which, I mean. Who can understand And in the beginning of a relationship, I wouldn't say it's love. It's more lust that you're following anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I think, so, I mean, I'm just saying yeah, I need to tell.
1: So <laughs> I didn't know this would bring up a story. As, <laughs> as a 16-year-old, um, I had a very close relationship with my grandfather. He was mm-hmm. just an awesome man. And he just decided one day to, to just lay it all out there about love and marriage. <laughs> <laughs> what Sounds is this like wisdom from your grandpa? Yeah. What's, what's and the, so it's wisdom? like, we could talk about anything, but just mm-hmm. had never maybe talked about, you know, things you talk at 16, not with your grandfather. Great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. So he decided it was time to talk about love and marriage and tells me the first time he saw my grandma and um, she was 15 and she had these big, beautiful brown eyes. And he's like, the instant I saw her, I knew I was going to marry her. Hmm. And then he says, but I need to tell you that first year, what I thought was love was just lust. (laughs) Mm. And then it finally became love. And Mm. so you need to make sure the person that you marry that you're lusting after that it's going to also be the person that you can fall in love
0: with. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was mortified. As a, <laughs> 16 my grandpa just said year old. Oh my to, to, to hear that. But you yeah, know, it, it, it
1: obviously never went away yeah. with what he
0: taught me. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of what I, I that's more of a frank way to say like the butterflies mm-hmm. or like the, the good feelings. And I think, Like I was saying, we've been sold this lie, this misconception Mm -hmm. that marriage is... You know, you're gonna just always be willing to meet the needs of your husband or wife, and that you just will joyously serve them. And it's mm-hmm. just
1: like he's a bad boy, and I know he's bad, but I'm gonna fix him and then it's gonna be perfect. It always
5: Thank works out really yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, well. Same mentality mm-hmm. is yeah. like
0: so dangerous. Yes.
5: Well, I think what Pastor Dimitri was saying about the idea of covenant, and I think that's the important the most important thing is when people are looking for a spouse that they're not going to be in covenant with a non-Christian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they yeah. are not moving in the right direction. Yeah. Because regardless of where they start, if one is walking toward the Lord and the other person is not, they are not walking in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And even with, even with two Christians who, wherever they're at, if each of them is walking toward the Lord, they will be moving toward one another. Mm -hmm. They will find themselves together at the feet Mm -hmm. of the Lord. And so if you are with someone or dating someone who is not also a committed Christian, you do not have a covenant. Mm -hmm. You're not walking in the same direction. You are Mm -hmm. not yoked equally. Mm -hmm. And the ox are heading in two different different directions. directions. Mm -hmm. And it's a recipe for heartache. And I have seen it over and over Mm -hmm. and over and
2: over Mm -hmm. again.
4: And it's not—it's not—it's not not fair to the non-Christian either. If you're a Christian, assuming you're a Christian, hearing this and you're thinking, "Man, but they're just so hot," (laughs) Um, and Uh, I think I can, can, (laughs) yeah, you're so rich. Uh, (laughs) I think I can, you know, evangelize them. Yeah. Mm -hmm ministry, you know M- missionary, missionary dating kind, dating. kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh well you're what you're what you don't realize is the reason why Paul has those warnings in in uh, I think it's first Corinthians. Or second Corinthians, what are yeah second Corinthians. Uh is because not only one is it a safeguard for the believer for to save themselves a heartache, but it's also to protect the non Christian mm. from having un if one unfair expectations placed on them mm. when they haven't actually expressed sincere genuine faith mm. and here now you are you're foisting your worldview out of compulsion and obligation mm. which God doesn't do mm. right and yeah. and you're forcing them to coerce be coerced to a worldview that you hold yeah that they never yeah. agreed with to begin with yeah
1: right or like us we thought we married believers.
5: We married that right we married people who grew up in the church Church.
1: they grew up in the church they knew the the things they knew you married for like with my ex he was raised you marry a christian woman
2: yeah
1: i mean there i was just that's what was beat into his head that's what you do right what i didn't know is once you marry that woman then you you don't have to go to church. You know, he didn't have to go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. He had nothing else to do with it. It's just you go to church and you get yourself a good woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And
5: and he knew the talk, and, and he didn't and, walk in. Yeah. Ahead.
1: So, you think you are in a committed relationship with another believer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That
4: turned out they weren't that, committed to the Lord. Was it? Mm-hmm.
0: So that's a whole heartache in itself too, mm-hmm. which is so like. Yeah, that's gotta be just heartbreaking to think that you are in this covenant, you know. So how do you? I mean, how do how does a single person and unmarried person avoid that? Like, I would say, you know, from all my all my marriage experience, but I mean, that's that's where I think like community is so important yes. and bringing people into a relationship. I think that people who are reclusive in their relationships, it's always such a red flag. It's always such a sign of unhealthy because there's, there's either shame in one point in Mm -hmm. one place or another, there's something going on that shouldn't be there's it's just,
5: yeah.
0: So having community and if you're a Christian, probably honestly, your pastor's involved and knowing who this person is. And
5: yeah. Well, I had a conversation a few weeks ago with one of the single ladies at church and she had gone on a date. And I said, really, that's that's great. How'd it go? Oh, he's just really a handsome guy, really nice. I said, really, where does he go to church? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was that kind of awkward, <laughs> awkward silence. silence. <laughs> <laughs> and silence. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not that going to a church makes you a Christian, but Christians yeah. are in community and fellowship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if they are committed, they really are. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what it boiled down to was, he he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He right. w- probably was not a believer, and he probably was a really nice guy. Right. Uh, but again, you sure
3: don't find in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Don't find nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just keep Theologi- reading. You'll, Theologically you'll speaking, yeah. they're
5: all <laughs> broken. All of us. Yeah. Uh, but the you know the 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 point was is that it's like if you want to head in a direction in covenant, you are with the wrong person Mm -hmm. and why start down that road and be emotionally invested Mm -hmm. by the Mm -hmm. time you have to tell them this really can't go anywhere, Mm -hmm. Right? it's just easier not to start Or 20
1: years later, 15 years later and three kids later. And yeah, yeah.
5: so practically speaking,
4: right? You hit the, you hit the point pretty, pretty strongly about Mm -hmm. the, the need for community. I don't, I mean, granted, like, I grew up in kind of this Slavic bubble, uh, having some semblance of communal living Mm -hmm. and having multiple people, including peers and mentors and people speaking into that Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. in many different ways. If people don't have that, how can they be certain in in a some sense of in an objective way yeah. that they're making a, a reasonable, godly, you know, discerning decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Scriptures say in many counselors, you know, you can find plans that, that mm-hmm. will succeed if you if you take counsel with with the wise, mm-hmm. your your plans will succeed. Why should marriage be any different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean in every culture and society that that had some aspect of communal living Mm -hmm. uh people didn't just decide on their own who they wanted to just marry this is like an individualistic mindset in our you know, modern day dating context. is not
0: a biblical concept.
4: No, 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 it's not. It's
5: not. I mean, it's. I mean, like parents, years parents were involved yeah. in the decision yes. making. Yeah, when like, the kid, they yeah, yeah. Had the, a say. Yeah, mom yes. was pregnant with a girl, and <laughs> the other mom was pregnant with a boy, and they are like our children she should sure. be married Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. yes. and That was the date. Was,
0: yeah. It was I set. Think, yeah, yeah, I right. have friends with children who are like, yep, yeah, we got kids the same age, yeah. boys, girls. They've just married, yeah. pair them up together, and
5: yeah. which I think is a great idea.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah, I well, I <laughs> truly, really, yeah, I mean, yeah. dating <laughs> dating
0: is not a biblical concept, but it is the it, it's and it's a new concept, which is why it's interesting how over the last hundred years we've seen an increase in divorce. Like, there's got to be a correlation there to say that if we, you know, if we think we know best mm-hmm. when on our own or without seeking wise counsel, and that's I think that's also hard because that also leads lends itself to like what are the what are the friendships that you have i think especially for women we just want our a lot of it is we just whatever makes you happy like which i think the
3: problem with modern day women if you hear any love song being sang to a woman Mm. or a poem we all want to be worshiped and idolized Mm. and the problem with that is you can never respect a man that idolizes Mm. you
0: Mm. so it's like we
3: want that
0: that's a And big then we can't
3: respect the man that does that. Because that's right?
0: so interesting. Cause at face value, it's like, well, why wouldn't I want that? Yeah. Like the like yeah. flush would be like, well, yeah, of course yeah. I want to be like I would want someone to be obsessed mm-hmm. with me, obviously. Yeah. Like that's but that's such a, a good lie mm-hmm. to yeah. call out that yeah, that's not-
3: and then women end up marrying. Mm-hmm. And then they start calling the man difficult Mm. because he's starting to say, Hey, you can't disrespect me. Mm -hmm. And so they're just writing him off as difficult because now he's demanding respect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, is he really difficult?
0: You guys, oh my gosh, I hate to cut Mary off, but I hope you understand why this needed to be two parts. More importantly, I need to know. Show of hands, anyone else out there want to bring back arranged marriages? Anyone? Anyone want to arrange a marriage for your favorite podcast host? That's me guys. Me. I'm I'm your I'm your favorite podcast host, right? Hook a sister up. Alright, well, for those of you that are listening that are dating or engaged, please consider finding someone to help you and counsel you in premarital. Um, really consider what covenant versus contract is and have those discussions. Talk about these things before you make that lifetime commitment. I hope you guys laughed along the way with us and I hope you guys are looking forward to next week's episode where we will hear perhaps one of the most entertaining origin love stories i'm telling you guys hollywood has not written this one yet so stay tuned for part two until next time